day. I played a glasswalker named Firewire. Firewire was my very first LARP character. He was a teenager, and his parents had been murdered while they were on their way home from the movies. They were killed right in front of his eyes in a back alley. And all of this had happened before he had ever went through his first change and even discovered that he was a werewolf. Their death shaped his future. He didn't want to be a werewolf. He wanted to be a hacker. He filed legal paperwork to become emancipated and began a crusade to hack into corporations that were doing bad things. As Firewire was forced into werewolf society, he continued to rebel against it. He'd spend his days at the werewolf sept, but he spent his nights outside of the cairn, continuing to hack against nefarious entities. It was a great, great character. Until one day, Carrie pointed out that I had made Batman. Okay, now roll for initiative. Welcome to On a Roll, the only podcast that helps you level up your role-playing game. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we were going to say that anymore. Welcome to On a Roll, the podcast where experience matters. That's right. Our experience. Our experience matters. (laughs) You know what we cover here? Tabletop, LARP, mush, everything in between. We're not better gamers than you. We just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game. Because the only way to win at a role-playing game is is to to have have fun. I'm Ryan, I'm the curmudgeon, and joining me this evening is the legend, Carrie. I am the legend. And of course, Jason. The favorite, and also the one who just tried out for a paid gig in a game. I'll talk about that later. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> not you, clever. You did like that usual. just now? Just now. Just now. Yeah, yeah. on the drive over. Oh, well. Actually, I have done a lot of ST meetings in the car. Okay. That, that so, happen. where can we be found? We can be found at honorrollpodcast.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and all those other Google Play. Googly. You could you Google us. You Google us. Yeah. We're also on Twitter at honorrollpodcast. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash honorrollpodcast. And it hosts at honorrollpodcast.com. And now Carrie's going to tell us all about patreon.com slash honorrollpodcast. I, <laughs> well, it's a question. You I, are right. I, I okay. Who do we? Who do we got now? This entire for the rest of the podcast now. Everything I say is going to end like a question. Like a question. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I was like, "Are you okay?" This yes, podcast okay. is going to be awesome. Oh. Yeah, this is going to be our best. Oh. <laughs> uh, Sorry, guys. Socks are clean. So do we? Do we have any new <clears throat> patrons to welcome? We do. What? This is like my we, do? We, we do. We do. We do. We do. So what do we got, Carrie? Um, we have Brian Fox. That's right. I don't know Brian real well, but right. we welcomed him last episode. And right, he immediately but jumped up to our yeah wizard level. Wizard, wizard, wizard. wizard, yeah, and he's really cool. We've yeah. also got Cameron Pruitt, who's of course Carrie's favorite. He is my. Favorite. He sent me more Pepsi. Oh, so oh I'm my just saying, goodness. hey guys, if you want to become my favorite, you're gonna have to step up your game because Cameron <laughs> is on top of it. We've and also got Joe Hines over at Lost Colonies LARP. They also have a Patreon. Patreon? That's yeah. right. It's My question is, at some point, are they going to find the colonies, and uh, then will he have to change the name? I don't know. So found, found Colonies found Season 2. <laughs> it doesn't quite have the same ring to oh, it. Though. Now I've got to start a game. Code. And we've yeah. also got Ryan Martin, who's my favorite. He is your favorite Ryan. What? Yeah. Uh, Andrew Stevens. Hey, yeah. And we also have... She Who Watches From Beyond the Moon. <laughs> 
That's Ooh. true. She knows who she is. She does know who she is. Yeah. If not, that's her fault. Yeah, it's true. She yeah. did. She was like, make up names for me every week. So Carrie's been really busy with the Kickstarter, but uh, for a, a couple of our new folks that get like the they haven't got their postcards, the postcards yet. and things yeah. like those are about to about to come out. So yep. that's kind of cool. Yeah, and don't forget you have to post a picture of yourself on Facebook with on a roll podcast tagged so that we can see it. You have to. It's you the law. You, you have to. You have to. Oh my to. gosh! Well, if you would like to get a shout out, we'd love to give you one. You can get one by helping us keep this show on the air by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash on a roll podcast. And for those of you who are trying to figure out what the big deal is and are wondering, hey, who are you three? Uh, well, good news. We've not heard of you either. Oh, that's awful. Oh. So. But we'd like to know you. We would. I'd like so to know everybody. you should the send us. The best way to get to know you is for you to send your credit card information <laughs> to <laughs> patreon.com slash honor real podcast. No, they should, they should join our, uh. Our Facebook group and talk yeah, to us. Absolutely. Be part of the family. Yeah. All right. Well, when last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were right here sitting around this table recording a podcast. Yeah. So, Jason, what you what you been up to? Well, like I briefly mentioned, I'm super excited. Please don't mention your briefs. Again. I know. My briefs? Oh, my <laughs> God. Please stop, guys. <laughs> as, uh, as I talked about a little bit earlier, I... Did something I'm crazy excited about. I tried out for a paid part and a uh, LARP. They have the cultural leads for all different groups are uh, paid positions because they Mm -hmm. said, you know what? Those people are doing as much work as we are. They should be paid. And then they're going to have another tier of NPCs that just receive free tickets, which in and of itself is amazing because you'll be working closely with plot. You're getting to do cool stuff. Do you want to say what game it is? Yes, to, I was okay. going to... I should have said that to begin with. It's called Damarung, and you can check them out on Facebook, and they also have a webpage. Mm. I feel like, because in any other uh, environment, someone would do this. And since we're on a podcast, there's no one here but us. So I feel like as the curmudgeon, What's your it's my job to say, But I don't think people should get paid to do LARPs. I tell you what, it's been my strong opinion for a while that if I'm doing work, I should I agree. be paid for yeah. it. I agree, but and there are a lot of people who don't, and they're wrong. I absolutely <laughs> believe that they're wrong. And the reason why is because I believe that when I am paid to do something, as a general rule, then I subconsciously give it more value because you've given it value. By telling me I'm going to give you money. Well, right. it's the same uh, logic that a lot of people say for charging for a game versus having a free game. Right. Okay, real quickly, going back to this LARP, though. The thing, yes. Damn, I'm wrong. Okay, yeah. I, I, it, it sounds like what the Lost Boys yell. It does, doesn't like, it? And, like, and so I'm having a hard time taking it, it seriously. It does sound like Bangarang. Yeah, it? and I, like every time I read that, I'm like, Bangarang! And I'm like, oh no! Like, <laughs> only should, if I could do Do like, we know what Rufio. it translates to? Because I, I think it's, what is it, German? Right? Yes, and it means dusk, because the game is about the slow end of the world prophesied in uh, German myths and legends. You know, as It's the, not so bangerang. Uh, no, as the gods come in, uh, well, as the war of the gods is raging in heaven or what have you, and I'm not sure how much of that plays out in game, but it's really about the people who are trying to survive in these last days. In fact, mm-hmm. the tagline for this uh, year of play is the last good year. So what about you, Gary? Uh, Legend. I I've been kind of. Legend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Coloring book. 
His, uh, the Kickstarter has taken over my life. I saw those new pages that you watercolored. Yeah, I've, uh, I'm go- I'm going to be adding a new tier level, so I'm starting to watercolor some pages. And that's what it's going to be. Some are you water pages? Co- Are you watercoloring it using your tears? No. Feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks really cool. Thank and you. I'm just blown away. Thank you. I appreciate that. Where could people find this what? Kickstarter? Um, Colorful Tales of Dreadful Dolls Adult Coloring Book can be found at realfunstudios.com. That's R E E L. That's right. Um, and the, and then on on top of that, um, I've had a little bit of problem on the mush gaming side of my. You life. talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah, I've been I've been having problems with a player who uh, doesn't like me. You know what I say? Ban <laughs> them and all their friends. Yeah, yeah. But then where else would I play? Uh, Ooh, tell them uh, to start their own. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's just this player is not meshing with what I run. Right, and that happens. But instead of when I said, hey, this isn't working, mm-hmm. they just decided, they opted to just ignore me. And do what they wanted anyway. And like trying to do what they want. And like they've just apped a new character. And when I tried to suggest some things that needed to get changed, I was met with literally they typed shrug. <laughs> I think the only response to that is, I can't even. <laughs> yeah. Like. And, and, and like, I'm, I'm, my stress level right now with, with Dak and school and, and, and this Kickstarter and a bunch of other stuff, I just kind of lost it. Like, I felt bad. Like, I messaged my other staffers and I was like, ban him, you know. And I mean, I don't really mean, you know, I don't knee jerk to do a reaction but like that. But you have had trouble with this person. But for we've a long had, time. yeah, we document these things. When um, we have, you have trouble. To. With a player, you know, we have, you know, this is what was said. This is how they spoke to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look back and this isn't the first time. And so I don't know what's going to happen with this player. I mean, I don't I don't want to ban someone. I want them to feel safe and comfortable in, in the game. And I want them to have fun. And I want everyone to have fun in this game. But I also want to have fun and not feel stressed out when I log on to a game. Absolutely. That I'm going to get yelled at by a player who's mad because... Other players are doing things he doesn't like. Well, you know, everything we do, we have to be compensated for in some way. Mm-hmm. And says the guy getting paid to play Damarov. Oh, don't don't jinx it because it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not done yet. Uh, and we have to be compensated in some way. And if you're running a game for fun and you're not having fun anymore, mm-hmm. then you have to do something to change that. Yeah. Yeah, and so, but so I'm trying to kind of take a little bit of a not a break from the game, but like. I told my other staffers, I was like, you guys need to deal with him. And you know, sometimes it's that simple. You don't interact well with a person and other people do, or they yeah. can control them better or what have you. Well, it, it was only funny is because though my my staff right away was like, what is his problem? Why is he doing this? And it's all the things that I've been asking. And right. so I was like, oh, I don't know this is going to be any better if you guys are going to get all riled <laughs> up about it. I was like, uh-oh. The, so, real, the really unfortunate thing, I think, is that uh, kind of a universal truth about role-playing games is that you only get out of them what you put in. And if he's putting in all that negative... Yeah. He's going to get negative back out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's sad. And, you know, the problem that I see when we talk about these things is that there are some games out there that are bad. And What? I know. There's some games that are bad. And while we are tend to be pro-staff, because we've all staffed so much, uh, 
there are games that are bad, and it makes it hard sometimes to say for sure that this person is wrong. Maybe they have been mistreated. Yeah, no, you know what? I have no but, doubt that in the past, this player has had issues with other staff. But when but you see trends... To, but to come onto my game and immediately tell page me and say, I don't trust you because you're staff. Oh, it's that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you need to ban him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm trying to not overreact about that, but, like, I think some of my frustrations with other things are coming out and, like, I'm... Well, you know, the thing that uh, we've talked about before is that there's also obligations to the community. If he's making you miserable, he's probably making other people miserable, yeah. too. Yeah. So, I'm... So, we're... Well, my, my staff is going to talk about it more. We're, we don't we don't jump to conclusions. We try not to, anyway. Like, we, we sit on things for a day. Absolutely. And, you That's know, the best way. Out. Snap so. decisions while you may wind up doing them do need to be contemplated. Yeah. Well, right. you know what I always say? I should have been meaner. Uh, that's true. I've that almost is, never regretted being I think, uh, less mean. I think that needs to be when we, we make our, like, uh, poster of, like, uh, staff ST quotes. <laughs> Just be meaner. Be meaner. Well, that's, that's a great quote for that. Um, so <laughs> it should be the new tagline of the show. The only way to have fun at, is to be meaner. Is to be meaner. What? No. <laughs> What about you, Ryan? What have you been up to? I've not been up to much. Um, I've been, you know, working on these stories for the Kickstarter, and mm-hmm. this week was uh, a particularly busy week for me at work. Right. So I didn't have much time to do much else. Um, Friday night, I went and played a little bit of Magic at Friday Night Magic and had my butt handed to me yep. um, in, like, the least <laughs> fun possible ways that that can happen, so... Yeah, that sucks. What else has happened to you that was terrible this week? Ah, <laughs> uh, a whole lot of that. <laughs> oh, no. um, we uh, we play tested the gun belt yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah that did. was a lot of fun. I get to run my adventure. <clears throat> yeah, Jason ran it, and so it was kind of interesting to be on the player side of it. It lent me some perspective on some things. Um, and but overall, I think it went well. I think every time we play tested, it runs a little better. Yeah, so absolutely. I love the comment you made at the very end where you said, "Boy, I... Jason sucks as a storyteller." <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> storyteller, <laughs> right? Anyway, uh, when you said I had been thinking of this game while I was playing it, more like a World of Darkness game where you have powers and all all kinds of options. But it's not that. It's more gritty, more realistic. So you don't have the number of options. Play is much more deadly. And that's a style. And you have to remember that. Right. So, yeah. But yeah. it was, uh, it, I think it went well. So it, it did. Except it for the fact that, like, my character was the only one left standing. It was really. <laughs> it was. <laughs> that was that's pretty brutal. We <laughs> learned some things about the healing rules. Yeah, yeah we did. We did. <laughs> like, we, were, we were down in a pit. So it was me with two unconscious. Uh, uh, players, your characters. characters, in a briefcase, I had to somehow get up to the top. So it was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So but, there you go. So yeah. I guess that's that's our week. So right. Uh, let's go ahead and. Uh, oh, we've got episode stuff too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's yeah. go to combat rounds. Today's topic is playing great characters. Great characters. Great characters? You know what? I think an important bit of, of unpacking that is the word great. Because great isn't always like heroic. It's just big doing big things. 
you know, you've accomplished something. You're uh, worthy of notice. Well, I think that that's maybe where we should start then. What What's a great character? Well, in your book. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a subjective question, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it depends on, on your personal opinion, right? Uh, everybody likes something different. Yes. But there's not a lot of debate. You know, if, if everyone at your table or in your mush or in your LARP or whatever, if everybody loves that character, mm-hmm. it's probably a good character, right? Right. So where do you start? You have to build a foundation for a great character. What what do you do when you're trying to come up with a character that's really good? Well, I think that there are a lot of qualities that make a character great, right? You know, are they good because they're constructed well mechanically? Um, are they good because they're fun to play? Are they good because your storyteller likes to focus on them and play, you know, play them to the story? Uh, is it good because it fits the game? Um, is it good because the other players in your gaming community love the character. I like any of those things, I guess can make a good character, character. but a great character is all of those yeah. things. Right. You hit as many notes as possible. Yeah. So I, I don't know that there's a magic formula, but if there is, it'd be here on this podcast. <laughs> That's right. And we're going to do it like this. So our first big thing is depth. Mm. So what do you mean by depth? Cause you talk about it in your book some. Yeah. You know, I talk about, uh, there being four things, to really contribute to making a great character. Depth, substance, usefulness, and awesome. So depth is like, who were you? You know, I think... So your history. Yeah, I think that great characters are played in in the present, but they're built in the past. Yeah. Yeah, like Inigo Montoya. Like, every single thing that is awesome about that character is centered around an event that happened in his past. Somebody killed his father, and he had six figures. But... He's playing it in the present. Every right. action he takes is very grounded in what is happening now. So how do you do that? Like if you're if you're fixing to play a game or you're running a game, what do you do? Well, you have your parents murdered in an alley. You have your parents murdered in an alley. That's a good decision. In front of you, especially but, if she's wearing pearls. Oh, such great imagery, though. Yeah, well, pearls, yeah, it, is. Right? it is good yeah. imagery. But uh, so, like, I love to have questionnaires for characters. And I know that we didn't do that in this run of RVR, but I've mm-hmm. done it in the past. And I've seen it used very effectively. And you can Google. There are a bunch out there, like 100 questions to make your yeah. character awesome or whatever. Absolutely. Right? And some of the questions are as simple, like, what's favorite color you know because those things can matter it matters because it creates a consistent and whole person yeah Yeah. i I always think when you're developing your character's history you need to touch on the moments from the important stages of their lives right so um you start with like the first most important moment in your life is when you were born right Right. okay and so so your parents are who are your parents okay what did they do for a living were they wealthy? Were they poor? Were they glad to have you? Were what you were their mi- jobs? Were you a mistake, baby? <laughs> yeah. Right? Were and you... that informs a lot of things, doesn't it? Right. Mm-hmm. Do you, did you have siblings? And I like all this stuff, but I do think it's also important to leave large enough gaps so that as you encounter other people in play, you can be like, hey, we've got some interesting similar stuff here. Let's just connect it. And if you uh, detail everything relentlessly, then... First of all, I'm not going to read it as a storyteller, but also you're not going to be able to remember it all. Right. When I storytell for a mush, when, yes. I, when I'm a wizard on a mush, and someone apps a character, and, you know, you don't see, you have to actually do background one, enter, and then the first, you know, page comes up. Background two, enter. Okay. The second. 
but it gets really if you terrifying when you're at <laughs> background six, background seven, right. background eight, you know, it's like and it's not ending. And I'm like, I love the fact that you guys are awesome writers and are enjoying this and putting your all in it. But like, I don't I don't I can't read that much. It's not the medium for it. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I kind of think that histories sort of fall into like, you know, when you were the, the big moments are when you were born. When you were an adolescent, you know, when you became independent. Yeah. You know, that moment where you go off to warrior barbarian school or, or get your mentor or right. whatever. Uh, and then your your current job. I, I like the idea of the call to adventure. What's the moment that you decided that you were going to be doing this thing? You know, mm-hmm. this whatever it is that you're doing what now. What has changed you? Yes. What, has, what is yeah. the significant event that's made you an adventurer, that's made you... Like, if you're in a werewolf game, what was your first change? If you're in a vampire, when were you bitten? If, if you're, you're an Eagle Montoya, who was the guy that killed your dad? We don't know. He was a six-fingered man. Yeah. We know that. That's right. So you kind of want to think about maybe what are the things you want your character to be doing, mm-hmm. and then make a history that leads towards him doing that. Well, the reason why I say that is because it, a lot of people will make characters that they feel like have high concepts, but then when they get in play, they don't enjoy them. Right. So make know the things that you like to do in game and make characters that do those things. If you don't enjoy having a snootish, snooty British accent, don't make a British character that drinks tea. That's right. If you don't enjoy role-playing something, don't make a character right. that does it all the time. Yeah. yeah. So, so to have a character with depth basically means, like, if your character has depth, it means that... He has a history, a story behind him that informs his actions. Absolutely. That's what you really want in your history. To me, five or six really strong points that inform what you do now and from now on. And also tentacle porn. Oh, we covered that, didn't we, in the ST episode? Oh, yeah, yeah anime, we did do that. Yeah, yeah, I learned anime tentacle porn goes over no. big in Carrie's game. No. <laughs> you know, what, what people do on... Um, other mushes? Uh, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, on other mushes or it in was other a LARP. games. <laughs> yeah, it was a LARP, yeah. But, you know, whatever people enjoy writing or reading about is fine. No. I just, not for me, I don't bring, don't bring any kinks into game. You know, so that really, one of the things you, that to me that brings up is in histories, make sure it's suitable for the game. Yeah. Like write a history for the game that you're going to be playing. If it's a werewolf game, then you should have a character that is... Uh, Connected to werewolves somehow. That's right. It's set in that world. Mm-hmm. Even if the connection, like with my, my Batman werewolf, <laughs> even even if the connection to werewolf society is you don't want to be a part of it. Right. That's still a connection. But I will say while you're playing, you should be reluctantly drugged along. Yeah, there's Absolutely. nothing worse than making a character that's like, I hate going to school and, and I'm never going to be there. Yes, but the game is set at a school. Like one of your mushes. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you know, like, it, it, you have to participate, even if the participation is hating being there. Right. I, I hate being in this class. Yeah. But you still have but to you show up. But you're there. there. Yeah. yeah. And you need like, to write the character such that you will drag yourself to class for or, some reason. Or set it up so someone else will drag you to class. And there better be something in your history that says why you hate it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Not just I don't like Carrie as a uh. staffer. Shrug. Shrug. Are, do you play the principal of that school? I have. Oh, okay. I have, and he's I bet mean. you're really strict. He's very mean. He just goes by the name 
Headmaster. He doesn't even have a name. <laughs> what a douche. That's yeah, your is. deal, isn't it? You love characters that have a title and no name. I didn't name him. I didn't name him. Isis named him. Okay. But so, it's also superheroes, so they all have superhero names. That's like fair. The Headmaster. The Headmaster. The Swarm. He's my favorite teacher. Right. The Swarm? Yeah, he controls bugs. Well, uh, does yeah. he have a cape? Uh, no. Does he put tiny capes on all of his bugs? Oh, now he does. <laughs> does he have Spidey sense? TM. Oh, oh Spidey sense. TM. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, so after depth comes substance, right? So, what's the difference between substance and depth, Ryan? Since well, you wrote the book on role playing, depth. <laughs> depth is sort of the things that define what you do, and substance is the abilities and motivations of doing them. Okay. All right, so substance means be a complete person. Right, which we start out kind of in depth, but like, what what makes you a complete person? If you're making a character and you want him to feel complete, what do you do? I always think that depth is kind of your past. Yeah. And substance is what makes you what you are right now, like in the present. Oh, I like that, yeah. Like, substance tends to be like, my character has a sweater thing. But it's because. Yeah, because of something in the past. But like, so my character's always wearing a sweater. Okay. Because I like knit or, you know, it reminds me of my grandmother or whatever. I like that. But it's something that is either physically or or role-playing out in the present for people to be able to see and react to. I think you're exactly right. Like, depth is, depth is, when I was 13, there was this kid who used to bully me all the time. And substance is now, that bully is the bad guy's henchman. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it could be like, I always carry a switchblade because I was caught in a dark alley one time and I my was My parents up were killed. And my parents were killed. Yeah. But if I'd had that switchblade. Yeah. Right. Depth is, I got bit by snakes when I was a kid and it was really horrific and terrifying. And substance is, now I have a fear of snakes. Okay. And people hide Indeed. snakes in your bed all the time. <sighs> so I also think that substance can pair well with the concept of goals. Like you've had this thing happen to you or you've got this past and now in the present you're you're acting on that. And these are the goals you have. People don't just wander the countryside aimlessly. They have a, <laughs> they have a thing that they want to achieve. Even if it's like something as simple as like inner peace. And I feel like that even in real life, most people may say they have no goal, but they subconsciously do. So you yeah. should build a character who has a goal, even, even if he's not even, consciously aware even, of it. He doesn't have to be aware. You as the player have to be Maybe aware. Maybe the goal is you're looking for the six-figured man who killed your father. That's mm-hmm. right. In a, you know, study-like way. <laughs> what Inyanogo Matoya says, I've pursued the six-figured man, you know... In a study like way. That's how he learned sword fighting. <laughs> <laughs> You've not seen the movie as many times as I have. No. <laughs> you know, the other thing to think about with goals is that your goal doesn't always have to be completing the goal either. And you mean as a player? As a as a as a character, even goals aren't always achieved in single steps, right? No, no. Like Inigo Montoya's goal, his big goal is avenge his father, right? But his current goal, when that movie starts, is find the guy that killed his father, right? Because he can't do anything else till he finds him. You know, maybe at the and and before that, one of his goals was study sword fighting, become the greatest swordsman that ever lived, so I could defeat. The so six that one day, I can when I that. find him. So goals should have small steps. Yeah. Absolutely. 
uh, whatever the steps are that are necessary. I think. Well, that. I think the more steps you have, the more for me anyway, the more fun it is because you have more uh, achievements. You you That's true. you technically quote unquote win. I've more done something because. Because you go, oh, this week I, I got this done. And, and it gives the storyteller some meat. Mm-hmm. So they know, okay, well, this is some of the things that we got to build on, and they can start adding those elements yeah. into the story. Right. Uh, smaller goals are always better, I think, than bigger goals. When your goal is like, find a way to resurrect my dead daughter, right? That sounds fun. No. But it's, but it's so, <laughs> uh, it sounds fun to have that kind of yeah. goal. But it can actually really be distracting to the game you're playing in. Because now they, Cause the they goal, sort of have to run that The at some goal point. is so much bigger than whatever your storyteller is running, right? They can pigeonhole your character, you know, and, and end up defining your character so much that it's all you are. I think, personally, I think it is fine to have a large goal like that as long as it's balanced. You know, you may be, you know, maybe you're mourning and wanting to resurrect your dead daughter, but along the way, you know, you find an abandoned boy that needs mentoring. And you learn the real... The real lesson of Is friendship. <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying, like, I, I think the, the important thing there is to not let the player or the character become so blinded to the major goal well, I, that you're not willing to find others. Right? I think that any... Any part of this, you need to be flexible on because yeah. when you encounter play, you may learn that that's not suitable for the game, even yeah. though you thought it was, or it's not fun, mm-hmm. or you're like, man, they're never going to be able to run this big goal. What if I shift it a little bit yeah, story- so there's something that I can actually achieve or, or enjoy pursuing? Stories need to be organic. Goals yes. need to be organic. Right. And depth and substance kind of come together to give your character motivation. Yes. Ooh. You know, I mean, because ultimately that goals are goals are often derived from your your past and uh, and they're milestones in your journey. Yeah. But they serve as the motivation for how you are. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people make this mistake, especially in LARP, is that they'll enter a game without any specific goal. And their plan is to just play in the world. Yeah. And sometimes you can have fun doing that. But. Those guys that are having a great time are usually people who have a thing to do that right. they don't need a storyteller for. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't even need another person for. Yeah. They just can continue pursuing this. It could be as simple as I knew some guys who had a great time at a bar for LARP I played in, and all they did was make stew all day. But their goal was to run a restaurant. Yeah. Right. And they were accomplishing it every day, and they were having a great time doing it. Yep. You know, when we, we, we were talking a second ago about this idea of not letting a goal be the defining thing of your character, right? I think it's okay for your motivation to maybe define your character a bit. Sure. I can see because that. Because that's, like, for example, uh, I don't think that Inigo Montoya, because he's the super easy example yeah, of yeah. these two yes. topics, his goal is not what defines him. His motivation to achieve it is. Right. Well, you've got to remember when the movie starts, he's not really pursuing that goal actively. He's doing other stuff. Right. He's on side quests. But his motivation is, do these side quests because I encounter lots of people and one day maybe one of them will be my goal. Or can get me there. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that the next thing this comes into... Yes. I, well, no, I think we need to touch on flaws a little. Oh, more. yeah, you know what? You're I think, absolutely right. Because honestly, 
if anything on this list that we have here, the most important thing is flaws to me. Right. I think your care a, a great character has to have flaws. Right. You know, and it needs to not be is left-handed. You know, like <laughs> it needs to be. Uh, um, if you're playing the per- perfect Mary Sue, right? That's not fun. No, it's not it, fun for you. It's not fun for anyone that's playing. It's not fun for a staff to run for. It feels fun for the first little bit, and then and then suddenly it's boring. Yeah, it's so and, boring. It's so boring. And you never have anything like meat to chew. Yeah, well, you it, gotta have something. Yeah, to, you gotta have conflict. You gotta yeah. Right. So um, I I just I think that uh, players tend to be afraid of flaws. And I don't know why. Well, I'll admit that I used to be afraid of flaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started role playing and making characters, I would always try to make sure there was nothing they could use against me. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a little bit of playing to win in the wrong way of winning. Right. And mm-hmm. I didn't understand that what I was doing was cheating myself of the experience of mm-hmm. having a flaw. Right. And having my little girl kidnapped or. Uh, having to go save my ex-wife that I had a huge fight with and we're divorced now, but I still care about. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and There would be no Die Hard without that. There would be no Die All your favorite characters, all the most awesome things you've ever seen, it was defined frequently by their flaws. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right, Carrie, to bring that up. So and flaws, they, those flaws can be part of your motivation. And you, you know, you were talking about Die Hard, and that's a great example. His, yeah. his flaw was he was going through a really, really terrible divorce because he wasn't a great husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was his motivation was to save his family to hopefully reconcile that marriage. Right? It didn't work. No. <coughs> but you know what? That's the best part of the story mm-hmm. is because all those things make sense. Everything he did made sense right. for him to try to do. And also the reactions of the other people. Because, hey, you're still deeply flawed. Those flaws drove you to rescue me, but they also drove us apart. Yeah. That's good story. That's the reason why we still talk about Die Hard when it could have been a forgettable action movie. It was so good. Well, we could talk about flaws forever. Uh, yeah, we, we should could. do a whole episode of we flaws. We could. We could. Like, like oh, real quickly. Okay. Rabbit hole, and then we can go Sure. Let's book. hear it. What's your favorite flaw? Oh, uh, left-handedness. Play. <laughs> I, played, I played in a game once where we were in a scissor factory, and I was left-handed, and it was a nightmare. No! All right. But you know what my favorite flaw was? is because I had played a Fianna once who couldn't control his urges, mm. and so he accidentally made a Metis, which you played. Whoops. Whoops! And because every decision I made with that character was like, what sounds like a really good idea, but is really just me doing whatever I want. You know what I mean? Like yeah. his whole character was justifying the actions he wanted to take. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a ton of fun. That, that does sound fun. Yeah. Yay. It was fun. I like what it. was your favorite flaw? Um, I once played on a mush that was an end of the world type of mush. Yeah. And I played a character who um, he, ha- I, I mentioned this earlier briefly, he had a sweater addiction. Okay. That like, was that guy. Okay. And, um, and because he had gone through, you know, there was all this trauma and the world was ending and all mm-hmm. that. And his family was dead and he, you know, couldn't find anyone. So, like, he he had this obsession with sweaters because someone made it. 
and it was, you know, a homemade thing. And what was neat about it is, like, he wasn't subtle about it. Like, it would be summer, and he'd be wearing a sweater, and everyone's like, you're dying. And he's like, I don't care. Leave me (laughs) alone. You know, and, like, or, like, they came across travelers. Like, he would trade things for sweaters. Right. And everyone was like, we need that food. And he's like, but I need this I need this sweater. And, but what was neat is it brought other people into the role play, too, because other people, when I wasn't even in a scene, people would go out and trade for sweaters. To bring to you. To bring to him. You know, and then they'd be That's like, cool. you know, yeah, and like, it was just very neat, like, because it, it Your helped. sweater brought all the role play to the yard. Yeah, that's right, it did. <laughs> you no know, one pulled the string on That it. makes me think of a, kind of a left field example. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all, have y'all seen the movie Signs? You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, like, the whole premise of the movie is all these people are deeply flawed, but in one moment, those flaws all work together and save the day. Yeah. And the movie can be a little goofy, but when that happens in game, when the storyteller managed to orchestrate that moment where all these flaws save the day or create this moment, that's so amazing. You know what? I've also, I played a character in a LARP once that was obsessed with movies. Yeah. And like, was like, like that was like her terrible like everything related to a movie like yeah. I would I would try to figure out plots using movie you know like like yes. things that were happening and um, sometimes and sometimes it worked yeah and it was so funny because every once in a while other characters would just turn around and go how did you know that and I'm like because the you know. People always gossip at barber shops. So we go to the barber shop. So we go Honestly. to the barber shop to find the dude that's got all the information. Uh, and flaws are fun to role play, and you absolutely. guys should always pick it. Like it always makes me mad when people are like, "You can only have four flaws," and I'm oh like, God, "But I've I want got, ten. You I've know? got forty flaws. I want them all." You know? <laughs> but okay, I think there's another piece of this, and we were fixing to move on to it, but. I think it ties into that. All right. You should also be useful. You can't be so flawed that you're <laughs> Well, unplayable. yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> have yeah. depth, have substance, and then for God's sakes, be have usefulness. Yeah, yeah. No, like don't don't have a sweater addiction and have nothing else. You I, have to you have to be justified for people to want to keep you around. Consider the story that you've created you've created for your character's life and then make a list of those skills that they would have. So and then, sp- and then, stat a real person, right? Mm-hmm. That know? has those skills. Stat the person that would have those skills, and then look at it and make sh- and see, like, do these skills make a character that would be useful? Because if you're not useful, first of all, if your character is not useful, then no one is going to make use of you, right? right. And that sounds terrible. And if you're also, but it's not right. <laughs> and also, if your character is not useful. You're going to be very bored. Yeah, that's the big thing. You know, right. if you if you can't participate, right? No one's going to take you on adventures. You know, that's just it's not fun for anybody. Right. People have to have a reason to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. And the easiest reason is you've got something that they need or want, and having a useful skill is the easiest way to do that. Yeah. Like uh we play two characters in Vampire that can be frustratingly annoying, <laughs> but those characters have a very high score of lore and occult, which in, in these particular games lets you have a lot of knowledge about what's actually going on behind the scenes. And that yeah. usefulness makes their annoyances more tolerable. Oh, yeah. It makes absolutely. them 
interesting and fun because, oh, well, this guy is a little annoying, but he's also useful. Or they talk in front of us like we're not there, but they do give us good information. So now we've created a fun thing that they can interact with because we're useful. If we were just annoying, there's no fun for anybody else. Just go away. We don't want you here. Right. So unless you enjoy role-playing that, then have something about you that makes you interesting, useful. When, when I think about mechanics, right, I always think about it at the two extremes. Uh, the, the first is ha- be an expert on something. At least one thing. Be one good thing. at. Great at. Be an expert at something. Don't, don't, you don't have to be like legendary ability level, no. right? <clears throat> Competent. But, but I mean, it's this—it's the whole theory of like Dungeons and Dragons, right? There's a reason classes exist. Thieves are thieves because they are experts at thieving. So you should probably pe- take some thieves skills if right. you're going to be thieving. You know, we talk about well-rounded gaming parties in Dungeons and Dragons all the time. Your party should have a thief. It should have a healer. It yep. should have a warrior. It should have it right. And so think about those things. You need to be be an expert in something. And it allows everybody in the game to, to feel useful. Uh, it was a big truck that just drove by. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But the flip side to that then also is have a completely pointless skill. Well, mm-hmm. I know you tell the story about your character that had like... Cleaning. Yeah, cleaning maxed out. Yeah, I had a Star Wars character that was a... a he was a slave and had escaped and, and the ship was going to blow up, but we had this old part... Uh, and I, and I was able to roll cleaning to to save everybody. And later, our storyteller actually even said, "You know, just so you know, I thought I was killing all of you." So wait, it wasn't his plan. No, no, he we, didn't know that you had cleaning and planned the whole he thing. Forgot. Around. He, he forgot. He didn't know I had cleaning. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost know, better that he didn't know. It is better. It's way better. But yeah. the the point is though. Those pointless skills. I mean, that was we played that game for two and a half years, and I rolled that skill once, but it saved everybody. And then you still talk about it. <clears throat> I still, it's the thing I talk about most. Well, that yeah. and the demons in that Star Wars. The, oh, campaign. it was that same campaign. Oh yeah. It's so that campaign the, had some ups and downs. It's did always it? the same guy, right? Right. So the point is, though, these useless skills based on things that happened in your history mm-hmm. are part of depth and substance. Yes, absolutely. Build a character that's an expert build a character that also has something really useless. Right. And then finally the middle road thing is I always say don't shotgun your skills. Because everybody, and the idea of shotgunning is it's like if you loaded up all of your character creation experience points into a shotgun pasted the the character sheet to a wall and just fired the points at it. Right? Right. Okay. And you end up with like one or two points in everything. Uh, It's a new player Mistake. It's I, a, I'm gonna. I've done it. A lot of we, new, we've all done lots it. Lots of new point, players yeah. do it. Yeah, they, I wanted to be able to make a roll on all this stuff, right? Because I, no matter the the thinking is, no matter what we do, I'll be useful. I can do it. The problem is, you can't do any of it well, right? So yeah. no. So there's always somebody who can do it better. So they never ask you. Well, yep. also the other half of this is, if you can do every skill, then suddenly. You don't need anybody else. Right. And your character should always need other people because we role play with each other. It's a, a social activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so don't shotgun, you know, don't have a little bit of everything. Have something you're really good at and have something that is really almost pointless that adds to your substance and depth. I think that there's some new design choices nowadays that limit shotgunning that I really like where they're just like – 
pick five skills that you have three in or something like that. Right. Yeah. And so you have a lot less of that. I think that you need to also have a little bit of a balance, though. Like, there, there's nothing wrong with going... My character is in school. I'm gonna. That's been on my head lately. So that game. Absolutely. Um, you know. So I'm going to pick one or two school subjects to also have. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like, well, no, because like a lot of times people here don't shotgun, and then they go, "I have a twenty in strength and nothing else." And I it's think like, that's different. I think but, it's better to start good at things, but not be the absolute best ever. Sure. A lot of times. But but I'm saying though, like you know you. It, it is all right to shotgun a little bit to sure. make a well, well-rounded character. Well, there's a difference between being well-rounded and shotgunning, wouldn't you say? I think so. Shotgunning is yeah. an extreme. Shotgunning almost becomes an only round character, not yeah. well-rounded, you mm-hmm. know? So, <clears throat> did you have somebody who had 20 strength and nothing else? No, because they're not allowed to, but I had people who tried to app that, and then I was like, well, that's not... That's not how this the, game works. This game says you can't do that. Well, yeah, but my character. <laughs> no, yeah, oh, I hate this. that guy so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, it's different. I wrote this history, and it, yeah, it no. proves why I can do this. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> so uh, the other piece to usefulness, I think, is you should have something to do, right? This is how are you using your depth and your substance to achieve and work on your goals and motivations, right? Yes, and I think there's also a component of what are you planning on doing in-game, day-to-day? Like, what's the thing that you're going to be there for? Right. And even if it's not pursuing your goal directly, it should be, of course, obviously tied to your history and all that stuff, but you should have something to do. Even if it's what's your character's job? Yes. You've talked about that, haven't you? Jobs are so important because even if you're not role-playing... Go, the physical job, whatever your job is, if you're a, a barista and you make coffee, there is nothing better than walking, having your character walk in a room and go, hey, everyone, you smell coffee when I walk in. Because I just got back. Because I just got back from work. Or, right, or I've got my apron on. Or. It, right, yeah. And, and I think that that adds a layer of <laughs> flavor, flavor to the character that um, you can't just you know, have like you yes. need you without need to, thinking about that. Yeah. You need to always, you know, like my character is a policeman. And so he is always a little bit more on edge and aware of what's going on, you know, or like, like a barista means you have really strong opinions about coffee and you tell people about them all the time. Right. That's true too. <laughs> Here we are back at useless skill, knowledge, <laughs> coffee beans. Yeah. That's right. But, but, but you, you know would, what? That is one of those useless knowledges that can create hours and hours of role play. Absolutely. And also, though, now this is the the counter to that is don't let that useless skill be all that's there to you. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Because I've also seen people who took, uh, let's say, the cooking skill, right? And that's all they did? And that's all they did. And at some point, it's like, I'm tired of just eating with your character. That's all (laughs) we do. We eat. Well, I think that in uh, tabletop games, and I don't know about mushes as much, but... Uh, that's certainly true. But in a LARP, if the person just wants to, like that other guy I mentioned, run a kitchen and people are welcome to come or not, that's fine. You just have to be aware that there's going to be a lot of games in which the only thing you have to do is that thing you've created for yourself. It's limiting. So you need to be sure that you're happy with that. You're not going to go on adventures because guess what? They want the guy who's good at 
with his sword or can pick locks and, or something. And you're touching on this other piece of usefulness. How do you? How does your character fit in the world? Well, that's kind of like she said about how, how, what's your job? Yeah. What do you do? Also, why are you at the game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like most games are, uh, you know, dramatic. Like if you're a werewolf, you're saving the world. If you're a vampire, you're trying to survive and claw power away from the elders. It, those are obvious examples because we play them all the time. But most games have something like that. You need to figure out what, why you're there. Why are you somebody exciting? Why your party is in this D&D town. Yes. Yeah. Why you are part of a party. Yeah. Why you are adventuring. Mm-hmm. How do you fit there? Why would anybody want to play with your character? Why would you interact with, with a party? Yes. That's a mistake that I used to make as a game master and as a player. We would start every game, you know, in the tavern, and we spend the first six sessions figuring out our our dynamic because we have no connections whatsoever. (laughs) And uh, I'm laughing because I make really big gestures with my hands and almost knock stuff over. (laughs) But we spend six sessions, and it's a waste. Right. You should sit down your first session and be like, hey, guys, why are we all here together? How do we fit together? What skills do we all need to cover? That's yeah. one of the great things. Uh, like when I play, when I played Masks with uh, Chris Pistelnik. That sounds so fun. I need last to Last year that. at uh, uh, Liberty Lexicon. Sorry, yeah. Lexicon. One of the cool things about playing Masks at Lexicon was, was that's how character creation works is – you sit down with everyone and everybody makes their characters together and you're asking it. each other questions. You know, you did you your character once defeated a bad guy. Who was it? Great. How does your character moving to the next person? How does your character know about that bad guy? Because that was my dad you defeated. Oh, I and love it, goes, it. And it goes around and around the table like that, and it's it's fantastic. That's great. Um Dungeon World does a little of that with their uh, now I forgot what they're called. But basically, every character has a tie from the start. It's encoded in the rules. You have to have one. Mm-hmm. And you usually have two. And there's mechanical benefits to having ties. And they're not all positive. Right. Like, I don't trust this guy. But, in you know, you're still part of the group. So I don't trust him. But, you know, we're still back to back. Right. Uh, and they also, they have a rule where you can only have one type of each character in the party. Like, you can't have two clerics. Right. Sorry. Okay. There's, there's seven character sheets. Each person gets to pick one. That's right. it. Doesn't isn't the Dresden Files like that too? I don't. It's re- a fate core system. It's right? fate. Yeah, but I, I really something. love that idea, and I think more tabletop games should adopt something like that. You know, a, a well constructed gaming group automatically does that. Yes. You know, like a, a good a, a group of of good players sitting down to play Dungeons and Dragons will typically go, "All right, who's the healer?" All right, who's the fighter? Yeah. You know, like, because these are archetypes that are important. They know they need it for the game to work properly. Yeah. Well, you know, and this is something Carrie's great at LARP is she'll say. Carrie's not great at anything. No, don't start that. (laughs) Carrie's great at something? Would she'll be like, oh, this is just like that time when we were in Paris. And so then you've got something to build on. It's just like improvisational theater. Yeah. Yes, I have the skill, and and <laughs> you know we talk about that Can stuff a little bit. Yes, <laughs> and no. <laughs> so depth, substance, usefulness, and now the last piece to making a, a great character is the awesome. 
So what make what do you, what do you think of as awesome? It is the thing that makes you special. Carrie Accents. Awesome. <laughs> you know, accent are, are like yelling. They get you XP. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Crying <laughs> accents. And, and, yeah. No, I mean you're the awesome is just that little bit of uh, that pinch on top. It's the the cherry. Yeah. yeah. So I think awesome can be a lot of things. Awesome and and really it. That's what's cool about Awesome, is that it's different with every character. Right. So Awesome could be an accent. Awesome could be uh, an, a willingness to lose all the time. Yes. I've played with people who chew the scenery all the time when they lose, and that's what they want. Yeah. That's right. why they're there. Awesome could be costumes or props. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it could be, if it's a tabletop group, Awesome could be drawing. Absolutely. You know, yeah. you sit and draw your character during the session every time. You know, Carrie does that. It it adds to it's so a little much piece awesome. Of- <laughs> I'm just saying, is there anything I'm not awesome at? <laughs> you know, one of my favorite cooking. examples of podcasting. <laughs> podcasting, cooking. Yeah. One of my favorite examples of that is a guy that we played with in underground theater whose Nosferatu always wore an elaborate mask. Right. So as soon as you walk in the game, he's doing a voice and wearing a mask. And it doesn't <laughs> matter what the stats on his sheet are. Everybody's like, oh, don't mess with that guy. So, he's got a mask on. So we, ha- <laughs> I, I want to tell the knock story with Dakota. Ryan and I were traveling up north. And we knew that there was an underground theater game happening. So y'all stopped through. So we stopped through just to say hi out of character. Because we yes. had Dakota with. We couldn't really play right. and all that. And Dakota was like, I want to go see your LARP. Uh-huh. I want to go see people playing this game. And we were like, okay. So we asked the storytellers, can can we just come she in? She wants just, to look around. Just yeah. to say hi and all that, you know. All right. And they played in like a police station. Like a oh, is it that? Yes. yes. So they, I know so what you I visited that game myself. A very safe environment. Right, you know? yeah. yeah. And, um, and so we go in. And, of course, everyone swarms. Because she's, you know... A little adorable girl. She's like five years old at the time going, I'm a vampire, you know. (laughs) I want to be like you guys. And I was like, oh, no. You're like, no, please don't. No, no, please don't. (laughs) Go go be a cheerleader, please. Um, The player of Knox... It just like fell in love with Dakota. It was sure. like she's great. So he kept going. She's my little Nosferatu. <laughs> right? and, and, but then she would start going. I'm a Nosferatu. <laughs> right? and, and like and they were doing it back and forth every time. So like we have a picture of of her with his mascot, right, making the blood like, with her <laughs> arms up, and he's standing over her doing like the the Dracula, yeah. You know, over her with his cape on. It is, like, the one of my favorite, like, UT things that has I ever happened. That, that needs that to be is, the picture for this episode. That's, <laughs> that's the awesome. Yeah, yeah, that is. It's not something you can always put your finger on. That's true. Sometimes, and it's also not always putting a squid on your head. No, uh, not always. It's, you know what? It's usually not disruptive. Right. It's, it's something that draws people in, not... Pushes it's, them away. And it's inclusive. Yeah, it draws them inclusive. in and gives them something to work with. Right? It's, and the best awesomes are transmedia. Oh my God. <laughs> I will say this. They're transmedia because it's so awesome. We talk about it on every medium we possibly can forever. That's right. Yeah. It becomes, they become blockbuster awesome. They become blockbuster awesome. Uh, so I, there we go. I can't believe okay. you guys didn't say they're awesome. Mm, uh, transmedia? Transmedia? 
So is it uh, time for... It is time game for Game Rap. Game Rap. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Here this we is going to be our number one episode. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Game Rap. Welcome to the end of the show. This is Game Wrap. Uh, just a quick reminder, we can be found at honorrollpodcast.com. You can go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere else that you find your podcasts. And also, leave us a good review. Oh, that'd be nice. And share us at one of those places. Share us everywhere. Absolutely. Tell all of your friends about us. Right. Chase them down. You have friends? Mm, not really. Tell them. <laughs> We're also at Twitter. At honorrollpodcast and facebook.com slash groups slash honorrollpodcast and hosts at honorrollpodcast.com and Carrie will tell us where we're found on Patreon. Patreon.com slash honorrollpodcast. There you go. Woohoo! Good times. All right, well, uh, Jason, you get 17 experience points for oh, attendance goodness. tonight. Oh, that's one short. <laughs> Carrie, oh! you get 10 XP for attendance. You also get uh, 10 XP for wonderful contributions and you get 5 XP. <laughs> what? <laughs> You get 5 XP for the really pretty little blue headbandy thing that you're wearing because it matches your headphones. And it's kind of cute. It's more aqua. And you get 10 XP for having made us uh, onion dip so we could eat potato chips and eat onion dip while we recorded right, I'm this. I'm not taking that 5 because that was creepy. Oh, uh, I don't blame Dude, you. Don't give you know me what? 5 because I'm cute. Uh. You creep. <laughs> Remember, this is what you should always do. No, that very much. I don't get two bonus XP, damn it. That's right, I don't. You leave all that out of there. Uh, good times. Good times. Uh. <laughs> all right, well, join us next week when our topic is the new blockbuster transmedia LARP, USA for Africa. What? I don't, <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that one. We're the he- world, bro. Oh, that's right. We are the world. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that you're like three years older than me. Ugh. So things that were popular when I was in kindergarten were popular when you were in high school. I'm just saying. Some Your of the, math is really <laughs> weird. Some of the character classes are, you know, Michael Jackson. Okay. Or you could play uh, Billy Joel. Okay. Or you could play. Somebody needs to. Dan Aykroyd. And the great thing about playing Dan Aykroyd is your goal and motivation is to figure out why the hell is Dan Aykroyd why part am of I here? Because he was. It's so strange. Anyway, uh, you're listening to the Honor Roll Podcast. And remember, until next time, the only way to win at a role-playing game is to have fun. Fun? Thoughts and opinions that were on this podcast belong to just those folks who were on this podcast and to nobody else. All of the music was courtesy of Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com.